Chapter 29 Five Feet Apart by Rachel Lippincott Social distancing, masks, sanitizers, virus, distance, staying at home. What better time to read a book with characters that are straggling exactly like us. So join us in this chapter, non-spoiler and spoiler, where we review and compare the movie and the book. We post on Wednesdays, turn the page. Welcome to another chapter of our podcast, Between the Pages. If this is your first time joining us on our podcast, we welcome you. My name is Hanin. And my name is Nesma. We host this podcast together where we review and recommend books for you to read. We usually have non-spoiler chapters for those of you who haven't read the book yet, and spoiler chapters for those of you who have read the book. But from now on, we're going to combine both episodes or both chapters together into one. So the first half of the episode is going to be spoiler-free, and the second half of the episode is going to be just spoilers everywhere. All the juice. (laughs) (laughs) And if it is a series, we'll do some predictions in the end of what will happen in the next book when it comes out. Yeah. If it is out, <laughs> we'll just we come out. up yeah. with like ideas or like theories that we have in our heads that mu- that might happen in the next book or not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not in this case. Today we have Five Feet Apart, mm-hmm. uh, written by Rachel. I'm just gonna say the first names. Yeah, the Rachel Lippincott. Yes, <laughs> Lippincott. Yeah. Um, uh, collaborated with uh, Mickey Daughtry and Tobias. Iconis, who are the screenwriters of the film. film. Um, We're just going to drop on you a few facts about the book that mainly not a lot of people know. (laughs) Yeah, we did know after we read the book. (laughs) Yeah, just some general ideas. So um, the movie um, came out before they finished writing the novel so they were done simultaneously, yeah, kind yeah. of. Like they the were... book and the and the novel were written alongside each other. Yes. And uh, the novel, the novel and the script were written alongside each other. The story was developed between the screenwriters and the writer and the author. But what actually happened is that the script was done and the movie had wrapped production and went into post production, while the book hasn't yet been, been finished. finished. Yeah. Like, they came right after each other. When the book was published in late 2018, I think, November? Yes, November 2018. No, yes. Yes. November 2018. The movie came out March 2019, which is not a long time after it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you haven't come across the summary or synopsis of the book or the movie, we'd read it for you so you get an idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, here at the back of the book it says can you love someone you can never touch Stella Grant likes to be in control even though her totally out of control lungs have sent her in and out of the hospital most of her life at this point what Stella needs to control most is her distance from anyone or anything that might pass along an infection and jeopardize 
the possibility of a lung transplant, six feet apart, no exceptions. The only thing Will Newman wants to be in control of is getting out of this hospital, couldn't care less about his treatments or, an, or a fancy new clinical trial. Will's exactly what Stella needs to stay away from, but suddenly, six feet doesn't feel like safety, it feels like punishment. What if they could steal back just a little bit of the space their broken lungs have stolen from them? Would five feet apart really be so dangerous? If it stops their hearts from breaking too? <laughs> You're not the thief anymore. I'm the thief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think you can kind of say the characters were based off the actors. Because while I was reading the book, mm. I noticed a lot of uh, physical aspects of mm. the person who was acting the character, we have Cole Sprouse and uh, <laughs> Haley Lou Richardson. I noticed some of like their features and their um, like personal traits mm. written into the novel. So I think maybe they already knew the actors maybe. while they were writing mm. the novel. So she took that as inspiration and for uh, like the characters' physicality and yes. Um, I guess like emotional range, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. Know. Yeah, like we so. haven't gone into behind the scenes that much, but no, we, we haven't. Like, no. like what made us Uslan look into this was um, the acknowledgments. In the end, we were like, wait, what was the movie first or the book first? I thought that was a novelization of the movie. Same. Yeah. Same. But then, so we like looked at dates and then saw what happened. Yeah. Uh, it is a bit confusing because they were done at the same time. So mm -hmm. there's no really, you really have to look for the dates yes. to know when and everything yeah. was published. But yeah, here we are. We have read the book and we're just gonna give you an insight into if you want to read the book and you haven't read it yet, uh, what to expect, mm -hmm. what the book is about, is it worth it, what we liked and what we didn't like, and yeah. Just... I guess what we liked and didn't like will leave to the spoilers, so we don't right, like, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, with that book, we had watched the movie first. Yes. Um, and like, while we didn't get, we were like, seeing them like I kept All seeing over. the movie yes. in front of my eyes while reading Yeah, like, you know this moment when you're reading and you forget you're reading and you're there sort of yeah this happened but like with me watching the movie <laughs> <laughs> like it's like there in front of my eyes like yeah it was interesting i kept wanting to watch the movie <laughs> same same i was reading and i was like okay can i just put the book aside and just watch the movie <laughs> no i have to finish mm. the book first because if i watch the movie then i'll spoil the book but yeah 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 i like like I like that it wasn't so you know, it wasn't different at all from the movie mm -hmm. it's, uh, except the ending even the alternative ending that was like yeah posted somewhere mm -hmm. uh, was different than the ending in the book uh, yes this like confirms that the movie was filmed before the book was finished finished so, yeah yes I loved the ending in the book I loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really good. It I was. 
Yeah, anyway, we're not going to talk about the ending here in the spoiler part. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I guess, if you have clicked on this podcast, I'm assuming that you have already watched the movie, but mm-hmm. maybe haven't read the book yet. Yeah, and, like, if it's worth it, I think it's so relatable now in the time of COVID-19. I hate the sentence, in the time of COVID-19. <laughs> of corona. Of coronavirus. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm so bored already. <laughs> We're so done with this virus. <laughs> Can yeah. we just move on to Can the next chapter? Can you be done with us? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's so relatable because like you're with characters who can't touch each other, who are who wear gloves all the time, who wear masks all the time, who sanitize all the time, mm. uh, sanitize their hands. Yes, COVID nineteen. Yeah, I'm sanitizing their hands. <laughs> Sanitizing, sanitizing their hands all the time and um, like keeping the distance six feet apart. We have that rule as well. Six yes, feet apart. Six feet apart yeah. because of like if someone sneezes or coughs, that the virus isn't transferred. And, yeah. Uh, so I find that like in an environment or a setting where we can re- we can, where we can relate to the characters. Um, but at the same time, you know, I had watched the movie before, like Corona ever existed, <laughs> and it really that and it really touched me. Uh, it wasn't the first time I came across uh, this illness. Um, I I read about it in a novel before by Colleen Hoover. Uh, maybe someday, and then maybe now. Mm-hmm. Where a character had the CF and like I heard about I heard about the vest and her treatments and that she's always in the hospital and she was dealing with this like the 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 main character was the the guy and she was one of the main characters Annie but the guy was her boyfriend and uh, uh, he was always like afraid that something might happen she would want to do something adventurous and he would like be no you can't yeah uh, you might get sick and die and i don't want you to die and that was a big thing in the relationship that she hated yani but yeah and um but i'm still um g- grateful for the fact that cfers can still touch other humans except for cfers yes because that part in the movie about touch it was mind blowing. Anyway, we'll come to that in the spoiler. But yes, uh, what I was going to say is, um, mm-hmm. yes, they touched me, and Corona wasn't a thing. And then when Corona happened, I actually thought about them. I was like, this is so dangerous to people with cystic fibrosis. Like this, this virus attacks the lung, and their lungs are already functioning at a low level, and they have complications and what if they get the virus and what are they doing now and I didn't even like I was great to even search about it like if people are affected thing is cystic fibrosis like the first time I ever came across it was in that novel I told you about by Colleen Hoover and it's not a thing here in Egypt like I never hear of someone with that thing is it is it only in America or I don't know. <laughs> I don't think a disease is related to a country. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a genetic disease. But uh, I think 
maybe it has a different name here in Egypt, so we don't know what it's actually called in Arabic. That's yeah. why we haven't really heard of it. Maybe. Plus, it's like it's like COVID. You know, mm. we thank God, alhamdulillah, we haven't had anything in our within our inner circle happening with the virus, mm. and for us, it's like okay. COVID-19 doesn't exist basically <laughs> you know just yeah, but God. we hear in the t- like in the uh, on media, TV yeah. and in media that people are actually affected by this virus but for us it's like okay mm, but where is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think it's the same thing with CFRs it's because there's such a little amount of it and it's not happening around you so mm-hmm. for you it's non-existent basically yeah like we hear about like of course cancer patients and people and children with heart problems that yes would terminate their life or like lower their life expectancy yeah like this this is a thing here in Egypt but um, cystic fibrosis isn't and and it's not so, known, you know, mm. and it's sad that we have to make movies like this just to get people's attention, mm-hmm. you know? And books, yeah, exactly. And we know, uh, if you don't know, the book is actually based on a real person mm-hmm. who is Claire called... Wineland. Yes, Claire Wineland. And we really, really, really recommend that you watch her documentary. It's on YouTube. It's called uh claire Mm. just it's called claire Claire, yes just claire the documentary Mm. and it's like not even an hour long and um it talks about her life with cystic fibrosis and i'm amazed at how eye-opening she is you Mm -hmm. know and it's always those kinds of people who are very like hand in hand with like almost death basically you know Mm. and they see um what how short life can be we are very oblivious because it's just we know yeah we're like anybody else yeah we we don't really think think about time yeah we don't really like thinking about death who the hell likes thinking about death you know and she has to think about death all the time she's been dying since she was a child since she was born so Mm. There were a lot of things about her character and her uh, what she preaches on about uh, that were reflected in mm, the movie and portrayed in the movie and portrayed in the movie in Stella and Will yes like in both of them her yeah. ideas were like there and yeah and the conclusion that Stella reaches in the end and the conclusion that Will reaches in the end yeah it was there. Like, it was definitely there. It was the theme of the movie. Exactly, yeah. And I th- it's sad that not a lot of people are going to watch this documentary or even know mm-hmm. that this movie is about Clara Wineland. And I yeah. think that's... But in the end, in the credits, it was like for Claire and there was a drawing of, course, of her. Yes, of but course. But people wouldn't... No wouldn't one really, stays for yeah. the credits. <laughs> no, no, even if they stayed for the credits and even if they saw it, they wouldn't go home and research and watch mm-hmm. the documentary. Not all, or pe- not all people would No one that, would yeah. actually sit down and care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, um, so we really want you to sit down and really appreciate um, the work that Rachel, Micah, and, or what's his name? <laughs> Mickey. 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 Sorry, yeah. Mickey. <laughs> Mickey and Tobias. Mickey and did, Tobias. Yes. What, like, what amount of work they have done to get people's attention into such a rare and, yeah, 
um, killing virus. And it's there's just no cure, which is sad. Yeah. <laughs> just like cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess... Um, what else do we have on our list? Right, we wanted to say that... Um, I guess this is not really, uh, if for those of you who want to know, the producer of the movie was uh, Kathy Shulman, who mm. created also uh, The Edge of Seventeen, if you have heard about it, or The Space Between Us. The Space Between Us was, I guess, it had the intensity of Five Feet Apart. Like, if yeah. you had watched that and didn't watch Five Feet Apart. <laughs> yeah. And it was directed by Justin Baldoni, a.k.a. Raphael from Jane the Virgin, if you know what, if you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Maybe you guys did. Do, uh, is it worth it? No. I don't know. <laughs> I also want to point out that... Um, this movie and this book is different than the all the other books that were in the same genre or had the same story, like The Fault in Our Stars, Everything, Everything, If I Stay. Yeah. They were... They all had this... They all look the same, but they're different. And this book had a different circumstance, like we found out, you know, the, the movie and the book were... Yeah, yeah. Work yeah. alongside each other and unlike the other books. Who were written movies, first and yes, then, yeah. The, the usual adaptation. It's not as dramatic as The Fault in Our Stars, for no. example. Mm-mm. Or Mm-mm. I guess as romantic. <laughs> it's not... It's so... Kada. It's a little cheesy, mm-hmm. you know? It's cheesy in the way lo- we're cheesy. So it's yeah. funny, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there was this... Um, book that I read by Rene Carolina, I think. Okay. Um, called "Wish You Were Here." It was right. You a, told me mm, about it. It was about a guy who had uh, brain cancer, and he had short-term memory. And so they meet one night, and they, you know, she goes to his apartment, and they like spend the night. And then when they wake up, he doesn't remember who she is so they meet all over again yeah uh, a lot of time later and then she it turns out he has brain cancer and like he's really ill and he's going to die and it was it was one of those books that i started like in the evening and finished the next day morning you know like i didn't sleep until i finished that (laughs) book and i guess five feet apart is sort of like that but without all the sadness and the tragedy it is tragic in a way but not like you would think so it has a surprise in the end i guess Mm. yeah so read it basically (laughs) (laughs) what the hell are you waiting for (laughs) why are you listening to this podcast just go read the book (laughs) but i think what i want to say as well is that um the the book has the the right the style of writing mm-hmm. you had something to say about it mm-hmm. and i have something to say as well i was going to say that the style of writing is very light and fluffy if mm-hmm. i can use that to describe yeah a style of writing because it's very um enjoyable you know like as a light read and it's not something it's very 
like you're reading what's happening in the moment mm-hmm. and it's not complicated it's not like you can still see and visualize what's happening like it's not it's that simple type of writing. yeah something i'd say about it is very visual yeah yes. it's very visual yeah and I, and I think i liked it it's mm. not what i expected but i liked it very yeah. much i was at the beginning i was like why is this too easy <laughs> too easy or like why do i feel like i'm reading emails it, there wasn't any sort of communication i mean it's that kind of everyday talk or yeah wave narrating you know that's like i'm telling you about my day it's this it's not yeah. that literature you know and then i was like okay um it's easy it's fun it's fast you know <laughs> but it was i was i wanted it to be more more rich yeah i yeah. guess But I think uh, for people who want to read the the novel of the movie, I think this is what you would expect, mm. you know? Yeah. As as much as it's... Because the movie is light as well. It's mm. not as heavy as you And think it I is. And I like, like the simplicity of it reminds you of a script. Like, I read screenplays. And... Um, right, so it's, yes. It's, it's visual. Like I said, you're, you're basically watching... reading the movie <laughs> you're basically reading the script but with more narrative description mm, you know just I like guess. it has the dialogue there's a lot of dialogue mm. a lot of it mm. yeah there's a lot of it mm-hmm. i think they're talking more than describing <laughs> yeah but that doesn't take away f- away from like the, the setting yes no no no, no, no you don't feel that disconnected from the place it's no it's it's beautifully written yeah yeah All right, so that was it for the non-spoiler. Um, heed the warning. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we go into the story and basically state our favorite quotes, um, talk about the story itself, and just, yeah, enjoy the ride. <laughs> I repeat, <laughs> spoilers are coming. <laughs> If we remember them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going to reference something from the documentary. I know you probably haven't watched it, but there is one important thing that she, Claire, has said is that we shouldn't wait for things to get better or for that one thing that we need to feel happy. Mm. No, we should take control of our lives and find happiness and not feel sorry for ourselves, you know? Because... You, you have to imagine a person like her, she's dying, like literally dying. And she finds still the, the good things in life and tries to find... Like she had a smile on her face almost all through the documentary. Like mm. she was very optimistic for someone mm-hmm. who was dying. Yes. You know, and I think that's what she wanted to deliver to everyone. That even though I'm dying, please do not feel sorry for me, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah, I think this is um right. And in the in the movie, uh you could really see that reflected in the moment where uh, Poe had died mm. and Stella was telling Will, "Come on, let's go to the lights." Mm. And he was continuously refusing not to go with her. And then there was something that she said, "I've been I've been living, living for, for my the, for, for my treatments, for my treatments mm. and not doing my treatments to live." Yeah. So I think this is the core message of the movie mm. or of anything. It doesn't mean that this is only for CFers. This is for anyone who mm. we don't breathe uh, like how do we say this? Like we don't breathe to live. 
Mm. No, we don't no. live to breathe. We breathe, breathe to, to live. live. Yes. Yeah. We don't live to breathe. We breathe to live. So, I mean, mm-hmm. anything in your life, we don't have to wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. We just go out there or wait for the circumstances to, to, change. to change. No, change the circumstance. I'm saying that and I'm not doing that and that is scary as hell for me. But... Exactly. No, we could. you could call us a hypocr- hypocrites, <laughs> but I mean, we're just delivering the, the message mm-hmm. or the core idea of the movie. So we, or the book. Yeah. Or the book. So... Yeah, that was kind of what I wanted to say. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the first thing that surprised me when I watched the f- film was Stella when she started recording YouTube video. I was yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, she's so like bubbly, you know. Uh-huh. It's not as sad as the fault in our stars and. Hazel Grace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was kind of so sad and depressed and all depressed the time. all the yeah. time. It's not like that. It was it, she. She drew me in. You know, I was like, I was like, I leaned forward. I want to know more. About I want to know. Character. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how that did she find? That was a surprise. Find... She took me off guard. Like yeah. I was prepared to start crying, and then she's all over the place and decorating her room and. And then when I, when I watched Claire Wineland doing that in her videos, I mean, of course, Stella is a portrayal of her, not the other way around. Yeah. But yeah, like, that was the first thing that caught me off guard watching this movie, and that's why I think it's different. Like, it embedded that this is different. It is yeah. very different. Uh, okay, I want to, com- to compare some let's say, scenes between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. The first of them was, um, like, when I re-watched the movie after I read the book, I was waiting to, when he was asking her that he wants to draw her in return of him doing his treatments, I was waiting for him to tell her she's beautiful and, you know, yeah. <laughs> see him do it. He didn't. He didn't. It was different in the movie, but I loved that in the book. I love this performance. It wasn't. It wasn't different from the book because basically I was imagining <laughs> him, uh, Cole Sprouse. And no, Haley. he's so good. He is. He's got that nonchalant, sexy vibe, <laughs> and intense and caring response. Yes. Like he has it all. <laughs> and um, he's not like your typical, like muscly type of guy. You know, mm, he's just he can't like, be. It's, he's know. the perfect combination <laughs> yeah i wish he would do more work you know it's he's it's just riverdale and riverdale and five feet apart yeah and he's done some other stuff but, but he, like when he was younger under the radar yeah yeah because yeah. he's been in college and he's been studying so he hasn't been doing the acting thing for a very long mm. he had his comeback with riverdale yeah so He's only jump-starting his career again in acting. He'll be great. <laughs> He'll be awesome. Him and his brother. <laughs> yeah. You, when you told me as a twin, I was like, what? Oh, and that funny thing where... <laughs> imagine that if he doesn't if he doesn't feel like acting today, his brother would... <laughs> would jump in. Would jump in. <laughs> and no one would notice. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I'm a filmmaker and I know cameras would like if you fool humans, you can't fool cameras. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um 
in that moment when he was on the ledge and was going to fall and like he had this disorientation mm-hmm. thing I love that scene oh my god in the yeah. book in the movie it wasn't as intense it was just him sitting just and falling. coughing yeah. and like and and then that moment where he was about to fall but it wasn't as intense as in the book on the other hand the end scene where they're at the pond is so much more intense in the movie especially with the cross cutting with the hospital and the lungs and yes. then them and then you know and i love the point of view where he was like come on stella and we don't see her we're with him we're with his point of view until he doesn't find her like where in the book no he saw her go down you know yeah i guess he did right yeah he yeah. did he did so I love that. That was like heart stopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, was like the first time watching it, and then I remember it a second before it happens in the movie mm-hmm. when I was rewatching it. So that was good. That the most intense part. Uh, I loved their outfit in the movie on their first date. I like what she wore in the book. I'm like, <laughs> I love the pose reaction. Don't you dare, ho. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's see-through. It's see-through, yes. It's basically a nightgown. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, it stopped his heart <laughs> yeah. for a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved when he threw himself in, in, like, he threw himself sideways into the pool. Oh, yeah. yeah. That oh was my good. God. And, like, there was some filmmaking aspects in that movie where uh, the montage after her fight with Poe and Will not talking to her when they transitioned between the three of them, where someone passes in front of the camera and then they mask until we see the other person. So good. brilliant, yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm on a roll here. Yeah, you I are. I thought a lot of things. <laughs> Even from the first time watching the movie, I love that, um, like, the choice of the director basically in blocking where... He always puts them in, on opposite sides of the frame when they were in a two shot. Yeah, like usually a two shot, the, like where there are two persons in the shot and they're like medium or long, whatever. We can see the whole of them or half of them, whatever. Um, they're like close or speaking or at the table or, you know, but they're always at the edge of the frame. Both of them. Really? I don't know if it's... I it haven't was, noticed that. It was... No, it is. It's... um. It's that five feet apart thing. Yes. Uh, and it's all the over the movie. And, I have, like, I have the first time I've watched the movie, I was crying so heavily. Me I have too. never cried Me too. for so long in a movie like that. And it was overwhelming. I haven't wasn't expecting to bawl my eyes out, you know? <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> Thank God no one walked in on me, or else they'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. like, the, the, I like that, like, you cried, not because it's so dramatic and depressing, no, because they're... It they're, was touching. It was touching and lighthearted. And I loved so, what he did for her at the end, the, yeah. that light thing. Oh my god. No, the way it's so beautiful. The the idea that he leaves her. Yeah. I didn't like I wasn't in his head like in the in the book, in the movie, but the first time I watched it, I was like 
Why? Oh my god, they're that never going to see each other again? Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Why are you doing that? <laughs> no, I thought it was going in the right direction, you know? And I felt heartbroken like her. But being in his head, I understand where he's coming from. Because in the movie, yes, he did sound cheesy when the when he said, you know, and he said it's cheesy. Um, and they always say, you know, if you love something enough, you can you should let it go or yeah. you can let it go. But in the book, his thought process reaching that conclusion was, yes, justifiable, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? And I, I think what made me cry the most was that she had still had the intubation for to, and to breathe for speak. Her. She couldn't say anything. Yeah. And she was there crying. Finally got you speechless. Oh, no. <laughs> Wow, dark comedy. <laughs> dark sarcasm. Dark comedy at its finest. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, let's get to our favorite moments. Or do you still have something else to um, say? I guess, like, character-wise, I didn't like that his mother was sort of flat in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't have any flesh to her, you know? Yeah. Where was that scene where he screamed at her... Uh, was it there where um remember no i don't even know me yes um it wasn't there who's the my movie. favorite artist mom who yeah that's why i said you know there, there wasn't i was missing that scene so much mm-hmm. it and should the... have been in mm-hmm. and on her on his birthday there was a box there and was a he, present we didn't see what's inside yes i don't know if I they filmed they... it or not or i think they deleted it mm. they deleted it or it wasn't there in the book then. And who knows? But then where's the arc? Like where 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 does he realize that his mom is actually on his side? Yeah. It wasn't there in the No, movie. it wasn't. Which is sad. But anyway, she was on his side all along. Yeah. He just knew it at the end. I think it was like shown a little bit when she uh, called those people. Mm. I don't know who she called anyway. I think someone to from the hospital. No, to get permission from the uh, not government, but like from the city people who to tell them bring the lights to the hospital. Oh, okay. No, bring them down and bring them to the hospital. You see? Right. Okay. okay As okay. this is the only thing that I again, if they can buy it and bring it, what's the what's the problem? What but, are those lights anyway? I think they're uh, Christmas lights. Something like that. Okay. That was never really explained. She was just referring to them as the, the lights. lights. I, I guess it was I metaphorical. Like, like, you know, they're stars and it was something they wished on. Uh, I guess it was just a way of, um, like, having a goal to go to. A simple yeah. goal, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, you were going to say your favorite moments. Yes. Um. My first at the beginning of the of the book, my most favorite moment is um where she says, "I don't want him to die." Hmm. Page seventy in the book. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was quick, but. It was too fast, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, I, yes, that's something also I wanted to address. I know the love story is very fast, uh, 
but it still feels natural and it feels light. Mm. It goes quick, but it's you feel the connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like why is this happening? You know, you feel the 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 love for each other. As like from my experience, like I would crush on someone in a moment. It wouldn't take yeah. me weeks to crush on someone. You know, it's just so you notice something and you like it. You see exactly. And I guess the, that was the way of it. Like yeah. here in the book. So this is one of my favorite moments. I struggle with the cap on a mucus thinner, pressing down on it with all my strength and trying to twist it off. I don't want him to die. The thought climbs on top of the mountain of frustration and plants a flag clear and loud so surprising to me that i don't even understand it i just see him walking back to the edge of that roof and even though he's the actual worst i don't want him to die i twist the lips sharply and it comes flying off pills showering down onto my midcard angrily i slam down the bottle i slam the bottle down the pills jumping again with the force of my hand damn it <laughs> and this damn it could refer to anything yeah. damn it to damn it i care or damn it the pills or damn it damn you will for making <laughs> me care about you yeah so it's like universe a universal damn wait, it wait don't close the book i guess and i love that transition from chapter to chapter and that part i think yes. you loved it it's like damn it and then will chapter six will I opened the door to my I opened the door to my room, surprised to see Stella backing up against the wall on the other side of the hallway. After the stunt I pulled yesterday, I thought she'd steer clear of me for at least a week. <laughs> She's wearing about four face masks and two pairs of gloves. <laughs> so relatable. Her fingers wrapping tightly around the plastic handrail on the wall as she moves. I catch the scent of lavender. It smells nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the idea is, you know, I love the transitioning between Stella and Will in the book. Uh, like, in the movie, there was a little prolonging to it, I guess. Like, uh, in that part, specifically, we see her coming out of her room, pu- putting on the face mask, and then the gloves on her way to Will's room, and then knocking and him opening the door. It's not as abrupt as in the... Uh, book and I like it in the book more because it's um, you know it's like it's moving the story forward because I know it's you're in more in the moment I guess yeah I don't know. like if I was editing I'd do the cut like that you see <laughs> you're dying I'm I'm looking at quotes on Goodreads to remember my favorite ones sadly I didn't highlight them but there, there's this one. You're a dying girl with, this, with survivor's guilt. I know. That is a complete mind talk. <laughs> no, this is complex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I found it. Okay. Um, I love... My second favorite moment is at the end of the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'll say... It's pa- uh, page 235, chapter 23. Okay, it's from Stella's point of view. Um, I the, my favorite moment is when he says "I love you," and I love the way he says it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that it's not like in the movie. In the movie, mm. it was like Stella, pause, I love you. 
wasn't really for it. I loved it more in the book. It was blurted out and it mm. was felt. It was yeah. just yes. like it was casual just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a statement rather than just I want to let you know that mm. I love you. You know, like <laughs> it was um, here. Will was right. Do I want to spend all my time left swimming upstream? I push off him and try to spin, throwing my arms out, my face turned toward the starry sky, twirling around and around on the slick ice. I hear his voice. God, I love you. The way he says it is so soft and real and the most wonderful thing. <laughs> but I don't see her saying I love you back in this part. The I love you back in the movie was amazing. Mm. The smile on her face. And the way he he looked up. It was like... <laughs> she loves me back. <laughs> <laughs> but this God I love you. This God I love you. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and it's like the first time he says it. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, on his to-do list, hashtag number one. Love, uh, love Stella, Stella forever. forever. <laughs> we're so cheesy <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> so those are my two favorite moments so the one at the beginning i don't want him to die and my second moment is the way he says i love you so <laughs> if anyone agrees with me let me know you know my sister and many people in my life keep telling me that i am going to get the shock of my life <laughs> when i fall in love <laughs> why that men said, are not that cheesy no it's like the um, like the fictional love and the real love they're uh, totally different <laughs> totally yeah. different <laughs> and i keep hoping i want <laughs> mm. well anyway, so yeah. let's move on to favorite quotes okay i guess my favorite is um what abby said to stella when stella was like in the space in between i guess dying and living mm-hmm uh, where she says, I'm not going far. I'll always be here, just an inch away. I promise. That made me understand that definitely this is her con- subconsciousness. It's not Abby there or anything. Of course. Despite this, like, being fiction or whatever, but, like, yeah. Uh, but I love her, like, that that's her belief of uh, that birth is like death and it's just like the next life is an inch away, basically. Uh, that it's so embedded on her that even when she's in that state of like hallucination, I guess, or mm-hmm. I don't know what state that is. Anyway, it it it's yeah, it comes to her, you know. Like, yes, it's it's a confirmation. Like even her subconscious confirms her. <laughs> anyway, it's beautiful. Yeah, and of course that thing she said about touch. Yeah, that was my favorite one. Okay, (laughs) you read it. Um, We need that touch from the one we love, almost as much as we need air to breathe. I never understood the importance of touch, his touch, until I couldn't have it. (laughs) This is my favorite one. Mm. And this one came at the end of the movie, but it's not at the end of the book. Yeah. She She made a YouTube video... Telling people, um, touch the people you love. Don't take it for granted, you know, Mm -hmm. because 
it's important and it is it is a love language in the end Danny. yeah it's physical touch we need physical touch because we're human we mm -hmm. just function that way you know yeah and no matter what what you say we always need that one hug from mom or from dad or from our siblings you mm -hmm. know or friends our, or yeah. friends it's always it recharges us you know mm -hmm. for the for a while and it makes us feel loved you know and feeling loved is is the point of it all <laughs> yeah it is mm -hmm. and there's one thing or do you have another quote um like there are a lot about uh, like we're breathing borrowed air or like we're dying anyway and blah 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 this is all it's not new you know yeah it's, yeah it wasn't stories before <laughs> mm -hmm. but there's one more concept that i wanted to refer to um the the, the what claire said in the documentary mm -hmm. she said art doesn't happen or doesn't take place without suffering so i kind of had this epiphany of maybe that this was reflected in will because his suffering made him an artist yeah he was whenever he felt down or whenever he wanted to um express his love for someone or express his opinion or yeah. thoughts like it was all through art you know yes, he's an artist cartoons. <laughs> and um it's also with abby abby was suffering or suffering emotionally because of her sister or almost dying sister mm. to make her art to create art to give mm -hmm. her art on her wall to and she um stella could like really feel the absence of that when her sister died because she said that she always received new pieces of art when, when she, she went to, to the, the hospital. hospital yes and i loved that replacement for abby, abby was will was will his recklessness his wildness his art so he's basically abby in male form <laughs> not really he's completely yeah. different from abby yeah, yeah but um not that anyone can replace abby abby is replaceable irreplaceable <laughs> So I think that concept of art doesn't happen without suffering. This was even said in a in a speech that she was holding. I think at TEDx, mm. it was uh, TEDx. I, I think I, she held she held a speech at TEDx. I don't mm. know if that's the one, but she held a speech and she was saying that that quote art doesn't happen without suffering, and it really really resonated. And you can really see how it's reflected in the movie. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I guess like when I hear that, and the whole that, movie, the yeah. whole movie, it's because of Claire's suffering. They yeah. created art, exactly. They created a movie because of Claire's right. suffering. Oh my god! <laughs> see, see the bigger picture. <laughs> I guess when I hear yes, that like art is created from suffering. However little that suffering is, I mean we shouldn't seek suffering to create art like we shouldn't no. take it that way no but yeah we should look at what's hard in our life and go through it i guess um to reach our dream and not playing play it safe like claire said yeah don't play it safe i play it safe all the time it's my curse <laughs> well we uh... Well, let's not talk about that. I mean, yeah. 
playing it safe is something it's part of a, a part of a personality you mm -hmm. know it's hard to get rid of that's and like an really... upbringing as well yeah upbringing as well yeah, yeah. it's related to everything like <laughs> childhood and parents and siblings and everything it's like just a combination of things so that's the way you function because you've had certain experiences in your life because when you don't take it safe you fell on your face so you feel like i don't want to experience that again so yeah. you don't go there <laughs> But we know that if we step outside our comfort zone, beautiful things can happen. But also, mm -hmm. there's a possibility of not beautiful things happening. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the suffering. And then art is created. Ah. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think... Let's move to our favorite uh, songs. Oh, from the movie. From the movie? Yeah. State line. <laughs> um, State lines by Novo Amor. Novo Amor. Mm. That's my favorite one. What I guess is your the only favorite? song I noticed in the movie was uh, "Wait" by M eighty three. I think because I've heard it before. It's on my. Wait. Oh, I love yes, that one. I love Wait, it. When was it played? In which scene? Because mm. it was playing in. Uh, Okay, the song was playing when Sela was doing her video about the five feet apart. Oh, okay. Yes, that's why it was like iconic in my head. And we discovered that Claire Wineland did a song called Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And it was so touching. Like it was... We'll read you the lyrics, like or some of it, and you'll know what we mean. My mind's a map. Uh, where where does it start? Uh, it starts here. Oh. My thoughts are stars I cannot fathom into constellations. My mind's a map that l has lost its destination. I'm willing to be wrong as much as I need to be right. Because over there is my tunnel and it burns out all the lights. <laughs> lights. Okay. <laughs> he told me I was a beautiful girl with a mind that could stretch on for galaxies. He told me I was a beautiful girl. It repeats. Ah, it repeats. Okay. And I'm broken, but I'm fixable. And that's the worst kind, because it means that the fault is on me. I'm broken, and I'm broken, and I'm fixable. And that's the worst kind, because it means all the pressure is on me. Yeah. This is like... Oh. <laughs> and it goes on, of course, it has... It has, it's a very long song, and yeah. you can find it on YouTube. It's Galaxies by Claire Wineland. And she even performs it like in the documentary. Yeah. It's... <sighs> like you said that the part about the galaxies is where maybe in the movie, Stella right. sees the drawing, yeah. transforms into a galaxy. So... And uh, the part about her... Feeling pressure. Feeling pressure to stay alive because mm. of her parents and Abby being dead and everything. Yeah. There's a lot of Clara Wineland in the movie. And mm. that's the point. Yeah. That's, that's the whole point. Oh, and Clara Wineland actually created a foundation. Mm. Um, the Claire something. Hmm. Yeah, she created a foundation for CFers to support them because she knows that it's difficult with parents who have 
children with CF, uh, cystic fibrosis, and they can't find the time to be with their children because they need to constantly work and uh, earn money to pay for the treatments, you mm -hmm. know? So they have to spend all the time at work and don't get to spend the time with their children you know like counterproductive <laughs> so <laughs> you know when you work for something but you don't get to do that thing you work for so and i love that i love the her concept of uh, trying you know, looking up out for a role model and not finding one that like that is like her or looks like her and then becoming that role model for people like her and mhm mm I love that she made that her purpose, basically. Yeah. Okay, that I think that's all we have to say about Five Feet Apart, the book and the movie. Yes. And I tell you guys, go find out about Claire Wineland. She's such a beautiful human being. Yeah, and very inspiring. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. But she she's so inspiring. It was her her words were like a wake up call to me, you know. That that weighs heavy on me. Yeah, I I'm, I'd be honest. You don't I'll... like wake up calls of any kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we but, don't. Uh, we like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> through life. <laughs> I'll try. Oh, I forgot to talk about. Um, Claire Wineland's favorite books. She had a video about that. Check it out. I think, uh, but I'd like to, like, from the documentary, I noticed the background behind her. And she had books that I love, like uh, <laughs> books from the Infernal Devices uh, by Cassandra Clare, uh, Lunar Chronicles, there was Crest. And really? Yeah. And uh, what else? There was Harry Potter, of course. And uh, what else did I see? <laughs> there was Shiver, which I want to read. I love that. Like that way, it, it makes her more. Like I feel like she was someone I would talk about those stories and characters with. And sadly, she did pass away last year. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I, <laughs> I guess we'll see you guys uh, next episode with a book uh, Writers and Royals by uh -huh. ML Gray. Yeah. A collaboration with the author. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're excited <laughs> to work with an author. <laughs> yeah. We're very glad she contacted us to, to review her book on our yeah. podcast. So we're yeah. currently reading it and We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you for making it to the end of this chapter. It seems another story has come to an end on our podcast. We will forever remember you, Claire, Stella, and Will. And we will try not to play it safe. But anyway, for next time, we will be reviewing Writers and Royals by ML Gray and get in touch with the author to find out more about the story. So mark the page for chapter 30.